Today on the podcast, Connor and I want to talk about the big breaking news that is Perplexity. Because Perplexity has just announced a massive round of funding. They're now valued at $520 million. I think they've raised $73.6 million. And they have Jeff Bezos who is coming in. I know Connor has been a massive fan and shill of Perplexity for quite a while now. So Connor, why don't you give us your perspective on No, am I a shill? Okay, listen, <laughs> I have no stock options in this at all. But anyway... Totally with listen perplexity. I've been I've sort of have seen this for the last few months. Uh, I remember I was I was one of the twenty dollars users a month, even though there's a free version. And I think I was one of like the first fifteen thousand, which makes me feel like you know the original founder of oh, Google. Oh man, to get a special badge for it. I want, I'm going to be asking them. I got to get this. <laughs> I got to get this guy on. But so perplexity is phenomenal, right? Perplexity, and I was hesitant to kind of call it a Google killer early on, but I will say just for me, that's what it's been, right? I mean, it's yeah. been a complete, almost complete replacement for. Uh, Google search. And if you think about what that statement alone, Jaden, right? Like that's unbelievable. Like what do you use more than Google search, right? Google is the bedrock of the internet itself and it's where it makes all its money and everything like that. And so the thing about perplexity that I found uh, really early on uh, was just the efficacy, just how incredibly effective uh, it was. And here's here's why, right? You kind of put in any kind of query. You know, the first thing it does is it says, hey, you know, what kind of aspect of this do you want to talk about? So you can guide it a little better, which is very cool. But what's so different about it is two things. First of all, uh, and it gets better and better, but it lists out, you know, let's say you're talking about, you know, hey, what's going on in like big box retail these days or something. Mm-hmm. It will just find, you know, maybe a dozen sources from across the internet. And I mean, within seconds, like two seconds or something like that, it'll show you what those sources are. And then in sort of a ChatGPT kind of way, it then, uh, you know, spells out in natural language what uh, the answer to your question is. But so that's like just really cool right off the bat because it also cite to, cites everything through it. So you're also, you know, really uh, tackling the hallucination problem, which is phenomenal. But then the other thing that's just amazing about it is that it's uh, it, it because it has ChatGPT like or GPT as the engine, right? You could sort of toggle between. It has a fine tuned version, which is also awesome. You can use ChatGPT four. Uh, you can use Claude now. You can use more than that. But even with that, what that means, Jaden, especially for creators out there, and I know a lot of creators are, are listening to us right now, it's incredible because it puts it into the format. So you don't, you can sort of say like, hey, tell me about this article. And you can either paste an article or you just like sort of say what you're looking for. And then you say, but you don't have to say that. You know, you just say like, and give me a blog post about it. Give me a podcast episode about it. We write our own podcast, but you know what I mean? So just from that standpoint alone, integrating GPT is phenomenal. But I don't know if you had a chance to look at it yet, Jaden. There's a great Reuters article what I want to get into, but what, what's your experience or, or yeah. what have you been reading about it? Yeah. Okay. So first things first, of course, I've tried perplexity. I can't you know, be on a, a podcast <laughs> with you and, and not I feel like I'd get too shamed. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's so perplexity is a very awesome tool. And you know, I remember you talking about the fact you're like, I don't even use Google anymore. This thing's the greatest. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to get there. Google's used for everything. I mean, I still use ChatGPT for everything, but that's more for like generating content and ideas. And I use Google for research. I have to be honest. I think perplexity really uh, has a really solid opportunity to disrupt Google. And now when ChatGPT first came out, everyone was like, oh, ChatGPT is a Google killer. But I didn't really feel like ChatGPT did the same thing like they they were they're doing something different where it's almost more focused on like content creation and perplexity well you can use it for that it feels like it's first like 
order of business is literally replacing Google. So here's, let me break down what it does in a recent query I asked it and why I think this is a major disruptor to Google. So I asked it, so right now, as I was telling Connor, like uh, I'm always in the process of upgrading my office. And most recently, the thing that I'm tackling is I have like a lot of amazing equipment and monitors everywhere and cameras and mics, but I have like this massive tangled nest of cables. And so I'm like in this process of spending time researching the best way to like make my cable problem go away. So anyways, I went to Perplexity. I downloaded the app, by the way, which has, uh, I think around 8,000 reviews on iOS. It's actually ranked number 25 and I think like productivity or something. So it's evidently like quite a popular application. I think we'll see the it rise a lot more in popularity. Um, as people try it because you'll, you'll be sort of blown away. But I asked it, how to best organize the cables under my desk? Currently, there's a massive mess. Okay, so you could imagine yourself asking a similar question to Google and you're gonna get like, you know, a few ads in there and then like, you know, 20 results that are gonna be articles outlining perhaps how to solve your problem, right? The thing that I love about perplexity is that immediately it goes, okay, and it lists five things. It's like get a cable management system with trays and whatever, get binder clips and cable wraps, get zip ties and hooks and loops, get a, a cable sleeve and labels. And in, if like in the meantime, while you're waiting for this stuff to come in, go get some painter's tape and just like set everything in place with like some painter's tape. Okay, the reason that I think this is a major disruptor to Google is because on every single one of those suggestions, which are great, I've been watching YouTube videos about this, like, uh, you know, the best way I'm trying to solve my problem. And like, it's right along with what everyone's saying. The thing that's amazing about this is every single suggestion has links to click on. Now, how is that different from Google? Google, they got in a lot of trouble when they did like the little featured snippet when you ask it a question and they feature a snippet at the top that essentially just gives you the answer. But the problem is that's just for a single answer. That doesn't really help you with like, it, they, if they had just given me one of these at the top of my Google response, I'd be like, okay, but this gave me five of them. Google's not gonna do five featured snippets. And in addition to that, the feature snippets on Google are literally copy and paste from a website. So it's like they're quoting them, then Google can't get in trouble for anything, I think. This is like, they're rewriting it. So essentially they're synthesizing the 20 top ranking articles. They're synthesizing the top five points. And if you really want, you can click on the links to actually see the article. So I think this saves you a lot of time. You save a lot of steps. You no longer do a search, click, read 20 list article, and then be like, oh, there's gotta be more information. Go read the next one. And then like, you're, you're not reading five articles and trying to get little tidbits out of them to solve your problem. They've already done that and they've just put together the package and they got links as well to back it up, which is something that I think OpenAI struggled with. Maybe they're doing a little bit with Browse with Bing, but they weren't very strong on the, the linking. So anyways, that that's way more effective faster, no ads, I think it's a Google disruptor. I think so too. And I, I love that example that you're pointing out. You, gosh, you really mapped that out well, because you're right. It's, you know, the, the problem with, um, and you and I are huge ChatGPT, OpenAI uh, people, of course, but the problem with Browse with Bing is that as effective as it is, it's it doesn't equal perplexity to me. And the reason is that it will usually sort of answer your question and then give you one citation, which is great. It's almost like as you know how like the uh, remember the old like I think it's I don't know if they still have it like the I feel lucky button with Google, exactly. which is which is exactly dumbest. that. It's just like it's so useless. It's definitely like a party trick. It's like, oh, well, here's one random thing or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't allow the evaluator into the mix at all. And so ChatGPT is sort of like how you do the I feel lucky button if it was done well. Do you know what I mean? Like it gives you a great <laughs> answer and then gives you a citation. So I do actually think ChatGPT is fantastic on this front. I've still found more uh, success with perplexity because again, it shows you where it's pulling from. So for example, like if I'm asking, hey, give me the latest like AI news or something like that, right? 
you know, first, you know, like everything else, you know, you have to sort of like, I hate to use the word prompting because it makes people feel like they have to know how to prompt. You just, just talk to it well, right? Mm-hmm. So I sort of say like specifically in the last week, because if you just say recent stuff, one of those articles might be from, you know, April or something like that, which is years ago in AI years, right? So, but when you have perplexity, it actually literally shows you sort of in small boxes. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. You know, it's like, this is from CNN. This is from TechCrunch. This is from The Verge, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it just shows you. So right away, you kind of like know what you're getting. It shows you the little mini headlines of it. It's a phenomenal user interface where immediately you're sort of synthesizing not just, you know, the answer to your question, but also the sources to your question. And it really almost does away, you can't say it does away with hallucination completely, but if it's dragging it directly from these articles, it's phenomenal. And so I love that. The other thing, Jane, and so hopefully we've kind of given people kind of like at least incentive to try this thing out. Two other quick things on this, first of all, like one, I get asked a lot, I I post about this on LinkedIn about it and people say like, oh, well, if it's because, again, I pay 20 bucks a month and what that gives me is uh, at least most recently, uh, you know, 600 uses of what they call copilot. Everything's copilot now. But in this case, it allows you basically unlimited uh, GPT-4 access and Claude 2 access and things like that. It's now Gemini. Uh, I will say that the perplexity fine-tuned 3.5 model, I've tested that. It's fantastic. I'm not sure it doesn't beat GPT-4. It's unbelievable how well they fine-tuned it. So even if you're using the free version, it's outstanding. I just like it because the output, that's for the research purposes, but the output, if you're going to put it into like, you know, blog format or something like that, it's, I think the GPT-4 version is stronger. So that's my own little kind of like inside baseball stuff. But if you also think about what this company is, so that's the AI applied part, right? Like, I mean, you know, that's sort of like, try it out. It's going to be a huge thing. Bezos is involved. Other people are involved. NVIDIA is involved. But also, I just want to read for a second from this Reuters article. Uh, First of all, it is based in San Francisco. We were just mulling. We were like, oh, is this based in San Francisco? So it is that, as I said, raised $25 in March last year. And as you said, it served 500 million queries in 2023 while spending few marketing dollars. Again, I'm quoting from uh, the Reuters article. But here's the really crazy thing, Jaden. I want your reflection on this. The company plans to use the funding, which is a lot now, to hire and build the products. It now has 38 people and plans to reach about 60 by the end of the year. Its website mobile app had 45 million visits in December, up from 2.2 million, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, d- despite fast growth, the company, which is not profitable and generates single mid- uh, single digit million uh, revenue annually, uh, is a moonshot where obviously where Google has 90% of the share. But Jaden, like you have AI box, you are deep in the uh, in the world, which is your which is your own sort of system, which is phenomenal uh, and your own startup. But here's the thing. Listen to that number again. 38 people right now, 60 by the end of the year. OK, so not profitable at the moment, but the number of searches and everything else general reflections on what you can do in an AI first company with 38 people. Yeah. So the thing that I will say that's amazing about this evaluation is 38 people and a $520 million valuation means that like, you know, each person in the company is worth more than $10 million, right? Theoretically on the valuation front. So I think that's amazing. Um, Yeah. I think, I think they have the right approach to this. AI is so hot. They're a popular enough name. They're big enough. They don't need to spend money marketing. If they do that, they can do that in the future when they're whatever. Right now, it's it's a land grab for AI capabilities and for impressive tech. And so I think they're doing the right the right call by just like taking that money and dumping it into more product and making the product a lot better. So I'm excited by that. And I'm also excited by the fact that they're making partnerships with a lot of really solid tech companies, which I think are going to 
help them um, further their mission. So investing in them, there was NEA, that's just a top VC firm. So that's whatever. I'm sure there's a lot of great connections from NEA. They also had Databrick Ventures though, which I'm sure is going to help them um, on on like the, uh, the back end side. They have a former VP at Twitter. They have the CEO of Shopify, Toby, um, ex GitHub CEO, Nat Friedman, and also Vercel founder, um, Guillaume Rausch, who's, you know, very prolific. Um, and then of course they have NVIDIA and Jeff Bezos and some other people, but like they're making partnerships with a lot of solid people in tech, which I think are also going to help further their mission, um, to a big degree. So I'm really excited with perplexity. They're raising a lot of money. I, I think they're doing it right. Um, and like, to be fair, I think they, they focus on a lot of areas where maybe some of their competitors were, were weaker. The way they do the links, I think they did better than OpenAI. The way they did their, their, like, even just like their iPhone application is very, um, it's like a little bit like cleaner, a little bit more intuitive than like the chat GPT one. And it seems like they came out with it faster. So I think they're, they're being really nimble. And I think they know their competitor isn't chat GPT right now. Their competitor is probably more like Google. Um, and Google is obviously doing really well, you could say coming out with stuff, but they're also struggling in a lot of ways. Um, I think it's interesting to see a company with 38 people where someone's like, oh, this replaces Google. And then you have Google that's, you know, thousands of people struggling to, to compete. And like Google has barred, but like, I don't know anyone that's down. I don't know if there is a Bard app or if anyone's downloaded the Bard app. I don't have the Bard app. I don't really love Bard. That's just me. Um, but yeah, it seems very interesting that like Google could have literally done exactly what they did and I'd be happy with like Bard, but it, it just doesn't feel like they hit there. So I think Perplexity uh, and these smaller teams can be quite scrappy and can give bigger companies a run for their money. Yeah, listen, so first of all, totally with you on Bard. Bard still has not shown me anything. Gemini has not shown me anything. Um, okay, one other question for you, Jaden, on this front, because I know like with your uh, AI bots, one of the things that you really value is being able to choose between kind of like the different engines that run these kinds of things and perplexity. Mm -hmm. That's where perplexity is trying to differentiate a little bit, right? So in the same way, yeah. uh, you know, which we'll talk about at some point, like the GPT store, stuff like that. But perplexity allows you to choose what you want to use. So I've messed around with it a lot because I, I like messing around with that kind of stuff. But again, I messed around with the, again, their fine-tuned 3.5 model. I messed around with their Claude model. I messed around with their GPT-4. Now they have Gemini uh, in there as well, whereas something like Google, I'm just trying to think of like what the moat would be once Google sort of like kind of gets this, you know, a better sort of like handle on it. But from your perspective, because you've chosen to go go this route as well with AI box in terms of being able to use different engines, which is what Perplexity is doing as well. So give me the sort of like the hot yeah. take on why you see that as more valuable. Oh, it's a, it's a genius play. I think there's real arbitrage in the market right now and an opportunity um, for companies like Perplexity is doing what Google's doing, sort of right, but but they're doing something that Google can't do. And even if Google really wanted to, Google really can't do what Perplexity is doing because Perplexity is essentially allowing you to pick Google competitors to run as your search engine. So Google's not going to come out with like, I mean, I guess you can on, I guess the, the, an example of this is like where I could be wrong on this. If I'm straw manning it is like Google Chrome lets you set Bing as your default search engine. So there, if you look at perplexity as kind of like a framework, it's kind of like the new op like search or uh, the new like browser maybe, but like in reality, Google's going to try to push, um, 
they're going to try to push Gemini. That's their, like, they're, they, they're spending billions of dollars to create this thing. Like, they're going to push it. And they don't want to you to go run OpenAI because that's Google's big competitor on, on Gemini, right? And so Perplexity is, uh, is at a really solid place where they're in the middle and they, they springboarded their company forward by latching on to OpenAI and using that. And then in the background, they've trained their own model, which they're now using for the free tier to cut costs significantly. So I see this as a, a genius, brilliant, amazing play. Uh, they've also, they're also hosting Mistral on there, which is the French um, open source startup. Um, so really excited about the direction that they're going in. It's similar to our, our strategy at uh, AI Box, where essentially, you know, there are gonna be app stores. I mean, OpenAI right now is doing their GPT store. <laughs> which is going to be built on top of, um, you know, their own in-house tools. But we really believe that people want the ability to switch between the different tools. Um, but the big tech giants, like, they don't want to add all of their competitors into their infrastructure. And I think that's going to be um, to their, I think that's going to be like, a, that's going to be negative, have a negative impact on them because companies like AI Box are going to be able to offer that. And companies like Perplexity are going to be able to offer that um, when, you know, Google's and OpenAI's don't. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited to sort of see where perplexity goes. I'm excited to see where AI box goes. And again, you know, folks, just get out there, like try these, try this tool. Like again, like perplexity just needs a bigger name for itself. It hasn't marketed, but for you all out there, get on there, see if it doesn't replace Google search. I think you'll have a great time with it. 100%. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today and listening to what's going on with perplexity. We'll keep you up to date on everything happening in AI. We would Super, super appreciate it. If you leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it takes a couple seconds, swipe down on Apple Podcasts, or if you're on Spotify, uh, hit, the, hit the stars on the About section on the podcast, on the About tab. But yeah, really appreciate it if you leave us a review. Helps us to push forward, get amazing guests, and continue to bring you this great content. So hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day.